welcome to BYOB, the Be Your Own Boss podcast, inspiring you to be the CEO of your life. This is Ellie. And this is Rianne. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, grab a beverage and tune in to BYOB because you don't need a business to be your own boss. Hey, bosses. Welcome back to the BYOB Be Your Own Boss podcast for another episode of today's segment. We are so excited to have you here and to just share all of the things that we have in mind. But first, if you are new here, we are here to be your best hype support system, hype people, support system, your best resource when it comes to all things to elevate your life and be able to help you be the CEO of your life, whether you own a business or not. So if you are feeling hyped up, if you're feeling like you want to take your life to the next level, you are in the right place. So we are so excited to have a conversation with you today. We're so pumped. It's a nice a nice day to be chatting behind the mic again. Rian and I were just chatting about how like we literally, we haven't talked to each other in like a week, but it feels like it's been so long. So <laughs> we're excited to be here today and chatting with you all. Yeah, that's true. Even though like, even though like only seven days goes by, it's always like, okay, when are we going to record next? When are we going to like have our mm-hmm. next podcast and like have things to talk about? But um, overall, it's been a very good and busy week, I would say for me, like we were just talking about how it's already the end of April, pretty much. And so crazy. Yeah, it's insane. But we, I mean, like the fact that it's the end of April also makes me very proud of the fact that like we've done so much for this podcast. We've done so much in mm-hmm. our own lives and just basically like doing all of the great things. So even though it's the end of the April, it, even though it's end of April, I feel like we're off to a really good start. Mm-hmm, totally. It's just crazy how fast time is flying by and and that when I know we had our spring episode a few weeks ago, but now I feel like we're definitely feeling the spring vibes. Of mm-hmm. uh, it's getting a little warmer, the sun is shining longer. It's a sunny blue sky night here in Minnesota. I'm currently back home in Minnesota, which has been really fun to be back home. I mean, I, I, I've been back for less than 24 hours, but so far it's been fun, and it's <laughs> nice to see blue skies and the grass is turning green. So spring has sprung yeah all the minnesotans are probably out and about right now soaking the sunshine and honestly like it's been cold in california yes i i did say cold in california because it has been very rainy this winter has been just like more cooler than the rest of the winters as far as i know as far as i've been told and being able to like feel like Miss California really just skipped over the spring part. We did have like Mm -hmm. really awesome blooms here, but it was, it felt like summer this weekend. So that was really fun. So fun. Yeah. And uh, like being able to just like go outside and like soak in everything, not really have like an agenda or not really having like things planned was just like the best weekend to be able to go outside and soak in all of the things. And it was Earth Day. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I have to like be outside and just like enjoy the vibes. Yes, soak in the earth vibes. Um, yeah, your weekend looked like such a fun time. If you follow us on Instagram, you can see Rianne's weekend recap, which is so fun to to get a little inside scoop on all the fun things that you do over the weekend. So I love I love that you've done that. I think the last two weekends mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. definitely go check it out. In this episode, we're recording like the week it's actually released, which is fun too. Sometimes we record episodes before they're released, like pretty far in advance, but today we're actually sitting down the week this is released. So it feels like a really fun episode where everything is very relevant. 
of what's going on in our lives and what our current thoughts are about things. So mm-hmm. very exactly. fun have, having real-time episodes is always fun. Yeah, we're giving you like the real-time update right now. So let's let's yes. let's share our beverage. Let's like get into this with a little bevy. Tell me what you're drinking, tell me how things are going and tell me what's going on with your with your day. Yes. Okay. So to start off our convo, because we always love to share what beverages we brought, BYOB, I'm drinking an Olipop. Ooh. So this is the strawberry vanilla sparkling tonic by Olipop. And if you have listened to a previous catch-up episode, we did an Olipop versus Poppy Dr. Pepper dupe uh, taste off. I guess where we taste, taste test, both. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. taste test, not a taste off, <laughs> a taste test. And Olipop was not the winner in that taste test. But when it comes to the other flavors like strawberry vanilla, I really enjoy Olipop strawberry, strawberry vanilla. It has prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fiber. Mm. So that's what I'm sipping on today. It's very refreshing. Yum. Uh, yeah, I, I still feel like I have a little bit of Olipop backlash or whiplash <laughs> from when we tried it. Yeah. I, I Yeah, to be honest, I have not picked up another Olipop since then. But like with the poppies, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. So I might have to go and pick up the strawberry vanilla since you like it. Yeah, strawberry vanilla is good. I, I really like their root beer flavor too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's, it's not actually called root beer, I don't think. But um, an orange squeeze. So. Okay. Good to they know. do have some, but this is, yeah, strawberry vanilla is very good. Um, but yes, day is going well. This is my first day back in Minnesota. Um, it's We're recording this on Monday, and I got back in very, very late last night and like couldn't fall asleep. So I feel like today it was just a day of like getting situated, being back home, and um, yeah, just like getting settled in. Being a little sleep deprived, but mm, I bet. It, it feels really good to be back. It's it's been last week was a really tough week. Got some unexpected, um, just unexpected things happened last week that was really tough. So I'm mm. glad to be back home. And um this past weekend we were in Iowa with family and friends. So um feels good to be home. And yeah, this week is gonna be a better week. I can feel it. Yeah. I was just telling Ellie earlier that like being able to like maybe spend time in a new environment, even though Minnesota's not new, but it's like homey and comforting, mm-hmm. like being able to like just get out of your regular environment, um, especially after like a big and could be emotionally draining week that you've had. Just like mm-hmm. I hope it recharges you and I hope that it gives you the time to just like put yourself outside of where you were to bring some freshness to your routine. Yes, it definitely feels like that. And just having, yeah, being a familiar space but like you said out of your normal day-to-day space is really nice and just having so much space like being back in a in a house where like I don't have to work in my bedroom and I Mm -hmm. can like spread out and yes you're in a house you are back at home it's so nice we are my parents are like renovating a little bit so it's been interesting like Mm -hmm. there's a there's a few places in our house that are like completely torn up right now but um yeah it feels good to be back home so, yeah, it's been a good week. But what beverage are you drinking? And how is your day and week and everything going? 
Oh, yes. I am drinking a version of the BYOB Glow Tonic, or what did you call it? The Hydration Elixir. (laughs) Yes. I think Glow Elixir is cute, though. Okay. I'll I'll call this one the Glow Elixir. The other one was Hydration Elixir. This one's Glow Elixir. It is a, um, like, citrus citrus lemonade, um, but I made it with coconut water, mint squeeze of citrus. I use, like, these little kumquats that I foraged in my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that'll be another shirt for another time but I got these (laughs) little kumquats from my neighborhood I squeeze it in my drink I put some coconut water mint and lemonade in there so now this is like a refreshing summer glow elixir yum that sounds delicious (laughs) those have been so fun to make too where it's like you're craving something a little more fancy than water you know so you can just throw things together of what you have or what you can forage uh-huh. which we will have to hear the story <laughs> later but uh that sounds delicious yeah and you gotta put it in a fancy like fancy glass or like a fancy drink yes that's like that's just the best part but yes um my day has been going well i worked since it was monday my weekend was really good like i expe- explained a couple of updates from my side there's just been like a lot of things happening i feel like we're jumping full into like the hot girl summer energy already like we've had spring spring has sprung we went to the, through the rebirth and through the newness and like I cleaned out my closet. I finally decided to oh, like nice. switch out my winter gear and make room for like other clothing instead of having everything crammed in my closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for the inspo, Ellie, because I definitely was thinking of you when I was like, yeah, I definitely need to switch things out. And on my an update on my class pass journey so i have signed up for the membership and i've been going to different classes the one that i've been really liking lately surprisingly is bar it was like really really hard for me at first because i was just like not used to the pace but bar has just been like so fun and energetic and i feel like it's a really good workout for me um to switch into my routine so when i'm not Mm -hmm. on my um, luteal and ovulation or no not ovulation my luteal and menstrual cycle like when I'm supposed to be like recharging and reflecting I will choose yoga and some light pilates but when mm-hmm. I'm on my other phases like my ovulation phase where I'm feeling really energized I'll go into bar because I feel like that's just like a really fun and like creative mm-hmm. way to like get my energy going it's upbeat they play the like you know fun music and you get such a good workout in and I just love putting on bar socks. There's something about yes. it that like, <laughs> brings me back to like my ballerina days that I'm just like, oh, bar socks. Okay. <laughs> if you're not familiar, bar socks are these like little like slipper socks that have grippies on the bottom, kind of like the ones that you wear before you go into surgery, but well, not in surgery like, socks. <laughs> I remember you telling me about these cute socks and I was like, oh, the ones you wear at like Sky Zone, like the trampoline parks too, Yes, right? kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they have like grippies so you don't fall off the trampolines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but they're cuter, cuter than surgery socks and trampoline socks. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, maybe that's just a marketing ploy. So if you like kept your socks from surgery or from Sky Zone, (laughs) 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 there you go. Um, So that's been really fun. And another new class that I tried, I have to post a video about this. So I'm coming up soon. I actually, so I got my friend Ethan to go to dance cardio with me the other week and it was like something out of his comfort zone. He loved it. And he was like, okay, now you have to do something out of your comfort zone and you have to come with me to jujitsu. 
And I was like, okay, bet. I was so intimidated. Yeah, I was so intimidated because I was like, I'm not an aggressive person. I've never fought anybody before. And like now I'm supposed to just be like rolling on the mat with like random people and like (laughs) sparring with them. But no, it was so chill. Like everyone was so nice. And there was actually really good community of women there that made me feel really comfortable. Like um, for anybody that don't know what jujitsu is, it's a form of martial arts and it's not like punching and fighting. It's like mm-hmm. more so like um, it's not defensive as well, but it's more so like pinning each other, like rolling. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like finding your way to like position your body to either be defensive or kind of like pin your uh, opponent. So it's a really good really empowering form of self-defense too for like women like me like five two like small petite women that kind of just like I just want to learn more ways to like kind of um mm-hmm. be more defensive with my own body if I was ever put in that position so it was really cool to learn I like you know like I said like I felt really comfortable I felt really empowered I had press on nails at the beginning of class and by the end of class I only had like three nails left that's how you know oh that it was like <laughs> And it was really fun. So a shout out to Ethan for bringing me because I actually had a really good time. And I just felt so like it's something that I've never done before. It really put me out of my comfort zone. But I felt so energized from doing that. So so highly recommend doing something to like kind of put yourself out of your comfort zone, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's bar, whether it's anything that you've wanted to try. I just feel like I get so much like organic creative energy when I do Mm -hmm. that. I feel like it's my human design type, which is a generator. And generators are just are the definition for generators is like the um energizer bunny that just like keeps everybody like energized and like activated. Because I feel like when I don't have a way to channel that energy, I literally sit awake at 3 a.m. at like on my mm-hmm. bed, wide awake with ideas just flowing out of my head. So I just feel like it's a really good idea, good way for me to like channel all of that energy and pour it into something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my class pass, doing something new update. And in in other news, oh, going back to what you were saying about Minnesota, um, I'm I actually decided that I'm gonna be going back to Minnesota for like a month. So from the like <gasps> Yeah, Ellie's like, yeah, I am pulling an Ellie because that's what Ellie usually does. And so from the end of June, June 23rd, I'm going to the Eras Tour, the Taylor Swift concert in Minnesota. Oh, I'm so hyped so excited i'm so excited it's gonna be so fun i'm going with one of my childhood friends who we grew up listening to taylor swift together i'm so just so pumped for it and then staying until the end of july where me and my college girlfriends are getting together for a girls weekend um somewhere up north by a lake so really excited for that incredible i was like why why would i fly back twice i'm just gonna buy one Mm -hmm. round trip ticket from june to july and then i'll just stay there and work remotely for a month this is totally pulling an Ellie and I love it. I support it. Uh, I, I am known to do this frequently, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good way to do it. My parents were really excited yeah. when I told them I'm, yeah. I'll get to spend some more time with my dog, Bruno. So I'm excited. Bruno. I'll get to catch up with my Minnesota friends that I haven't seen in a long time. The weather will mm-hmm. be nice. And overall, and maybe we'll have a chance to do a BYOB get together. So maybe like mm-hmm. a BYOB happy hour that we talked about. Um, so I'm potentially looking forward to that. So I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll be back around that time period as well. So we're for sure getting together in person. Let's do it. And we'll have to record in person because that always has the best energy, but yeah, that's, that's so fun. And it's like such a special time to spend with 
your family, you had Bruno, your friends. So yay. That's so fun. I'm so glad you're doing it. And also super excited for you about the Ares tour. So I'm going to the concert in Denver and I'm trying to figure out like which era I want to be (gasps) and what to wear. Yeah. So we'll have to chat about that. But then also I'm curious if anyone has any like ideas or we know a lot of people out there are going to the Ares tour this Mm -hmm. summer. So And I know that there have been so many good like outfit inspirations that I've seen on like TikTok or in Facebook groups. So if anyone has found good things for the Ares tour, let us know. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. um, Or on our Facebook groups. So honestly, I just thought about this while you were talking about it. Like people do this with like wedding dresses where they like, you know, like sell their wedding dresses because you only wear once or Mm -hmm. they rent it to somebody like if you're willing to sell your Eros tour outfit and it was like spectacular and like you just want somebody to wear it again because it was so cool and so fun let me know because like I haven't found an outfit yet I I think I'm going somewhere between like the lovers era and like midnight era like I want to do something sparkly okay fun something colorful so if you have an outfit along those lines that you would like to borrow to me or to sell to me, I will pay for shipping. I'll pay pay the cost because it's I feel like it's more sustainable than going out and getting a new outfit yeah, that I might totally. just wear once or twice. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, that's so fun. I have like a few ideas of things. But then the other part of me literally wants to just wear like biker shorts and a big t-shirt with my like sneakers because <laughs> You're standing all day and walking all day. So I'm like, anyway, trying to figure out what vibe I'm going for. Am I going for like super cute or am I going for super comfy? We'll see. Mm. But I've heard, I've um, heard people like wearing like big fuzzy socks under their like high heel boots or like in their high heel boots. So this way, if you like, when you get into the stadium, you can just take your boots off and like stand in your fuzzy socks all night. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, honestly, I might do that because I want to wear my sparkly boots, but they're so uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't think I can stand in them for four yeah. hours. But then you're also standing on concrete on your bare feet, which could also be kind of icky. Hurt. Right. I so wish they're not icky, but like that could hurt, you know, your feet. True. Honestly, I wish I know that Denver Stadium, you can't bring a big bag in. I think it has to be a clear, small bag, but I wish mm-hmm. I could bring my slippers, my like, Oh, yeah. I call them my German grandma slippers. They're halflingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could bring them and change into my German grandma slippers, my halflingers. Anyway, um, so I guess that could bring us into our next segment of Tip Trick Thing. Maybe that's a tip for the era's girlies out there. Bring oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Send us all of your era talk. tips. Well, when yeah. we get closer, when is the Denver tour? When is the Den- Denver concert that you're going it's to? It's July 15th. I can't oh, okay. remember if I'm going on the 15th or the 16th. But... Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. So when July. we get closer to the summer, we're going to need all of your Eros tips. So let us know over social media because we're we're going to mm-hmm. need we're going to need them. <laughs> yes. Um, and speaking of tips, the next segment that we like to kick off our podcast with is Tip Trick Thing, where we talk about a tip, a trick, or a thing that has elevated our lives recently. So, Rianne, what is your tip trick thing this week? So, I feel like we have a lot of listeners out there that are in the mid-20s going into their 30s or maybe in their late teens going into their 20s. And uh, a lot of a lot of like the books that I've read around self-development are like 
uh, very generalized around like the goals you should be succeeding and some of the things that you should be doing to set yourself up. But they don't really talk about the psychology or the importance mm-hmm. of why mm-hmm. you should set yourself up for success in your 20s or in from your 20s into your 30s. So like the the thing that I have is two books, actually, that you should read consecutively. The first one is A Defining Decade by Meg Jay. So good. Such, Such an a good amazing book. book. And uh, like I said, it gives you the psychology behind like why you need to set yourself up for success because of the fact that a lot of people think that their 30s are when they should start taking life seriously. But Meg is a psychologist and she interviews all of her clients all on a very anonymous basis. She interviews her clients and asks them why they think that like why they think that their 30s are like the thing to be focused on when they're not setting themselves up to do that in their mm-hmm. 20s. So it's all about like how to be able to reshift your mind to set yourself up for success now rather than saving it for later. And then the second mm-hmm. book that you should read consecutively to it is like the action plan to do that and it it is Atomic Habits by James Clear. So when you put those books together, you read Defining Decade first, and then you read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Gives you It literally gives you the perfect formula to create the life that you've always been wanting to live and to be the boss of your life because James Clear breaks down all of these tiny habits that add up into big mm-hmm. actions and helps you take advantage of your life at your 20s. So that's the book combo that I have for you. And it's something that's really helped me when I was reading through it and just like trying to understand why am I on the path I'm I'm on and why am I doing the things I'm doing? So mm-hmm. awesome resources to be able to turn to if you're feeling like you're in a rut. Yes. Oh my gosh. Those are so good. That was such a good tip trick thing. I remember I read Defining Decade my senior year of college mm. and it totally changed the game for me like that was such a good read Mm -hmm. and like you said having that psychology background to it where you actually get like tangible takeaways it's not a a book that's like rah 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 you can do it yeah yeah yeah, it's not like scrolling motivational quotes on instagram yeah yeah Yeah, it's It's not that at all it's stories yes real Mm -hmm. stories rooted in psychology it is such a good book i recently reread it and I think I will maybe reread it every year. It's so I recommend good. it to all mm-hmm. of my friends. So good. And Atomic Habits, Atomic Habits also such a great book. And I feel like is almost like the dictionary in a way for yeah. or not the dictionary, but like the the holy grail of habits and so many things that we see and read about, like on social mm-hmm. media and with um just ideas and action ideas for habits is like rooted in that book. So those are such good tip trick things. Thank you. I I didn't notice like how many of the things that I actually implemented, but there's so many things from Atomic Habits that have Mm -hmm. just helped me elevate my life and like make me a better person, like making my bed. Like I've been Mm -hmm. making my bed for years and now it's just like a ingrained habit. But I honestly feel so much better about myself when I make my bed. Mm-hmm. I feel so much more put together. And another tip that he has is like, if you're th- like, if something takes you two minutes to do, do it now rather than procrastinating yes. it for later. Like picking up my clothes from my closet. Now mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my god, I love looking over at my closet and being like, there's nothing on the floor. Everything's all hung up, and it just makes me feel so much better. So, mm-hmm. totally. like I said, 
having something, having those things that you can read about and like having little things that you can implement your into your life to add up to big changes really helps you elevate your life. So mm-hmm. that's what we're help, here to help you so do. So good. Yes, that's so I always can find these linked in our show notes below. So you can find the links to both of those books down below in the show notes. But yeah, those are incredible. Um, I feel like my tip trick thing, I feel like we just need a mic drop there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, share yours. What do you have? Um, okay. So my tip trick thing this week is a tip slash thing. I always do this. Why? They're always dual category. <laughs> um, but right now I am currently wedding planning and um also really, really love event planning. And one thing that I've been learning is just the cost and environmental impact, I guess, as well, of fresh flowers. And I love flowers so much. I think they're so beautiful. Like I want a lot of flowers. And I realized like that is super, super, super expensive. And they often just like die the next day or in two days, which is so sad because they're so beautiful and it takes um, so much resources to like put these beautiful arrangements together for weddings, bridal showers, baby showers, you know, corporate events, things like that. And um, so I found a company called Something Borrowed Blooms where you can rent like silk floral, Hmm. silk flowers. So they have different collections on their website of like all different kinds of colors, flowers. They have centerpieces, bouquets, garlands. Um, And I found them in like everything is so cute. And I love how you can, it's more sustainable. Like you can rent flowers that will be used again. Mm. Um, and they don't just, you know, you're not spending thousands of dollars for them to die. But anyway, I know that fresh flowers are so pretty and like, it definitely is a a choice of having fresh flowers or silk flowers or faux flowers in general. But if you are someone out there who's planning an event and you're also like taken aback by floral prices mm-hmm. check out something borrowed blooms it's such a good find and like a trick slash tip i guess for um finding some beautiful flowers that look real that are budget friendly i love that and you've sure. shown me like the blooms that you get and they look real they yeah look they look legit. really good mm-hmm. they look like real flowers yeah yeah they look really pretty i just got i got a preview pack a few, I don't know, maybe like a month ago um, of a certain collection that was really cute. And then yesterday I actually got a preview pack of a different collection. So you can actually get them sent to your house and like see them in person and put them next to your swatches. Mm. Yeah. Hold them, put them in vases, like do a little tablescape to see what things could look like. So it's cool. So cool. Also to be able to see like what it could look like or what it does look like. So anyway, if you're planning an event and You know, you could do like real flowers and silk flowers. You can like mix and match. Um, But it's a really cool company that I found. So had to share and spread the news about that. Oh, love it. Anybody planning a wedding out there? Yeah, definitely something to look into because flowers are pricey. Even if you do like wholesale flowers, 
from, you know, like if you buy them and put together yourself, it's just like so much time and effort goes into it and Mm -hmm. it's still so expensive, just like Ellie said. So definitely check them out. We'll link everything in our description Mm -hmm. box so you can go back to it um, and revisit. But yes, let's dive into our episode, shall we? Yes, let's get a rolling. So today we're talking all about sustainable beauty. And this is something that we've been wanting to talk about for a long time. It's We got the idea stemming off from our Earth Day episode and from our sustainable journey because a lot of our sustainable habits go into our sustainable personal care and makeup routines as well. And just to give you a little bit of background of like why we wanted to talk about this too, um, is this topic is something that we've been passionate about, just like I mentioned. So like um, before Ellie and I got together to start this podcast, we've always talked, toyed around with the idea of like starting a company together. And mm-hmm. we were like, okay, what what are we passionate about? And it's like, oh, we, we just like wish there were more accessible and more affordable companies out there that created like a clean beauty line, something that like was good for your skin something that had good ingredients as well as affordable prices that were accessible mm-hmm. to everybody. And even though there's options out there, there's not a lot. So we were like, what if we created like a company or like a line of makeup? And then we were like, okay, good idea, but we have no idea how to do that or how to even start. (laughs) So this podcast kind of came at like, was like the rebirth of a project, project Mm -hmm. of a project, but it's been a great and such a fun way to like talk about things and learn more. So we're really trying to like build our communities right now. And hopefully it stems into something bigger, whether that is a clean beauty line, whether that is who knows what, but overall, like it's something that we've been wanting to talk about for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's so fun to see too how, like Rian said, this whole podcast journey, which we kind of hinted at it in our first episode when we were talking about why we started a podcast of like a business idea and we're like, like oh, maybe we'll talk about it someday. Well, today's the day. Um, we both are really passionate about clean and sustainable beauty. And I think I'm really excited about today's conversation because we'll kind of dive into our like quote unquote clean beauty journeys and how we got into that, why, what we're doing, tips for people who are interested in learning more. But I think to like start off this conversation, it's really like, like you said, Rianne, like it is such a new thing. I mean, there's been clean um, brands, like clean beauty and skincare brands around for a while, but I feel like it's still a very new thing mm-hmm. where- When I hear, or when you hear the words clean beauty, the term clean isn't even regulated. So there truly isn't really a definition for what clean beauty means, but I'd say, correct me if like you have a different definition, but what I'd say is kind of where we're coming from in this conversation is a like better for you option that Mm -hmm. is more non-toxic for humans, but also for the earth of having, um, ingredients that are free of harmful chemicals and Mm -hmm. like hormone disruptors Mm -hmm. and finding brands and ingredients that are generally more safe for um, our bodies and for the earth. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're coming from. But yeah, it's it's a very new-ish thing. And with that, it's not a very regulated term. So I'd say that's how I would describe clean beauty. 
how would you add anything to that? I guess before we like when we preface this conversation. Yeah, I love what you said about it. And like the only thing I would add is just that like the things that we're telling you is not things that you have to implement in your life because clean beauty, like the term is very subjective. There are ingredients like we're basically going to teach you about like the ingredients that go into different products. So if you look at an ingredient list and you're seeing this one ingredient that could be classified as harmful or could be classified as a hormone disruptor based that off of you and your own body like if you're okay with that because mm -hmm. you're only consuming it in moderate in moderation and not like lots of it at a time then hey that's fine for you and i also want to acknowledge the fact that like a lot of like non-toxic ingredient products are not the best makeup products mm -hmm. like for me i'm i love makeup and i love experience experimenting with it like ever since like high school and college like i would used to just like binge watch youtube videos where people would like put all sorts of fun eyeshadows on their face and like i used to run a makeup account like that's how passionate i was about it so it's just like that has really evolved into like me being more confident in my own skin and being passionate about what i put in my body so again like go at your own pace like it is mm -hmm. all about a balance and we're not also not asking you to just like throw all away everything throw everything away on your vanity because like that's also not sustainable as well but being able to be conscious about the choices that you're making and what the ingredients that you are consuming to be able to make good choices for later on based off of your own preferences it's like what we're trying to get at Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'd say that we're just sharing our own journeys and kind of how we started this journey and why. And I think, like you said, everyone is has different goals, different skin concerns. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have different goals and concerns about our makeup, skincare, skin health in general. So I think one thing that I've learned and I think I'm still trying to figure out where I fall on the spectrum I guess is figuring out like what is your I don't even know if this is the right word but like threshold or of uh, what you want to have in a product so like for example maybe this is something you've never thought about before of having like a non-toxic or um free of harsh chemical makeup or skincare item and then you have people who are um like on the spectrum of if it's pregnancy safe mm -hmm. so they'll only use products that are considered pregnancy safe and then on the other end you have people who have only used products that have like all natural ingredients um mm -hmm. like as natural as it can be to the point of even like olive oil or something like that mm -hmm. as strictly moisturizer so i think there's like so many different levels or thresholds or like spectrum of products and brands. And you just have to figure out like, what are your goals and where do yeah. you want to fall on that? And yeah, things can evolve, things can change. But I think that's one thing that I'm still learning about is like where I fall on that is, mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, what are you comfortable with for your own self? Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good point. Like, I think some people have like their own reason why they switch to a more clean beauty journey because of specific triggers. Like you said, like mm -hmm. Ellie, like if they want to be more, um, if they want to have more hormone balancing ingredients to have a safe pregnancy or just to be able to be more conscious. Like I think that's where I more so fall is like, 
when, you know, we talked about our own sustainable journey, it's like being sustainable is also being aware of like what we're consuming um, with food and with like the ingredients that we're taking in or like putting on our bodies. So it's like, for example, like our skin is the largest organ of our body. So like the lotion, the perfume, the foundation, like all of the stuff that we're putting on our skin, like goes back into our system. And no shame if you're just like, wow, that was a big light bulb moment for me. Because for the longest time, I did not even like put two and two together of that mm-hmm. point. Totally. So like if you're just listening to this, like we're here to like bring that space, like open that mindset. Like we're not here to just like um, trying to put an, any negative spin onto this because like like me, um, I'm just trying to bring more awareness to and more education about like my own journey. So which has opened a lot more, a lot more knowledge about the product world than mm-hmm. I have ever known before. So maybe that's for you. And maybe you're on, like at least at the other side of the spectrum where it's like, no, I only want things that are good for my body because it causes me to break out if I don't have good ingredients or like it's going, you know, like I'm trying to have a baby and it's not going to be good for like my future children and my body. So that could be another thing. And anywhere in between, you are welcome mm-hmm. to join this conversation. Totally. And I think, um, yeah, it's it's always fun to uh, to reflect yourself to and be like, what? Yeah, like you said, the light bulb moment of you know, what you're putting into your body, what you're putting on your body. And for me, I think that I, it's been about like just over a year, I think April, like April of 2022 was when I really started learning about this. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we're also coming from a place of like, we're pretty new into this journey as well. So we're just speaking to our experience and, um, wanting to share that because it has become a big passion for both of us. But I'm kind of Googling here on the side too, because like we've talked about it, it means there are so many different like meanings and thresholds and levels that people choose for themselves. So I'm always digging into like, what does this truly mean? Like what classifies clean? And one interesting thing that I just like found was, um, from Google is clean beauty means that a product is safe, non-toxic, and has a transparent labeling of ingredients. Mm -hmm. And I think the transparent labeling of ingredients is like the biggest thing. Yes. Because in like the clean beauty space is so many don't disclose all of the ingredients in their products. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, like ingredient transparency and label transparency is the biggest thing because some people might have like sensitivities to things or allergens. Yeah. And there's some brands that aren't disclosing everything that's in a product. And it's like, yeah. that can be dangerous if you do have some allergies. So yeah. I think that's an important pillar too of clean beauty is not only sustainability and non-toxic, but also the transparency of what is in a yeah. product. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Like just like how you walk through the grocery store aisles and you're turning over labels to see like what mm-hmm. ingredients are on the back of the label. Like you want to be able to do that with things that you're putting on your face and on your skin because just the same thing like I said your body is consuming it you're um what is Ellie what is that stat that we heard like we consume over like five pounds of like toxic ingredients or something like that in our lifetime like in our lifetime I feel yeah like I, I feel like I'm butchering the stat but it was something just like so unbelievable and mind-boggling and just like really snaps you into reality when you hear something like that and being able to be like oh my gosh yeah something needs to change but again you know 
go at your own pace. It's all about a balance. Like I said, sometimes like the clean products are not the most affordable and the most accessible. So we'll talk about Mm -hmm. some of that. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't always mean that it's just because a product's like organic or natural or like says clean on it doesn't always mean anything. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Greenwashing. Yeah. Like greenwashing is such a thing. And, um, yeah, there, there. This is a complex conversation. I feel like there's so many layers to it, which is also why it's so fun. I think to talk yeah. about because um, it's so interesting. And I'm, I think we're both very curious people where we like to learn new things and like mm-hmm. discuss these things. Uh, but to kick it off, I guess that's we kind of jumped right into like what overall, like what clean beauty is, how we see it, and mm-hmm. um, kind of some background on it. But I'm very curious to hear like your journey of how you became passionate about this. Yeah. Like I said, I'm still learning because like I'm at the point where I am just consuming the information that I hear from other people, whether over social media, over TikTok, or over books and audiobooks that I've listened to. Like one thing that I think like I, that really snapped into place was um, reading the book. Ellie, we'll t- talk about this, but like we both have read this book by Alyssa Vitti. She is a doctor. What does she specialize in? Do you know? If you, um, I feel bad for not having her, her stats pulled up, but she wrote yeah. a book called In the Flow and Women Code. And these two books have really changed the game when it talks about all of the things that could be harmful to your body and that are affecting your hormones. So whether you're, whether you're a person that like is curious about hormonal birth control, whether you're curious about just about how hormones affect your body in general, these are two great books that I wish I read when I was 18 or even when I was like 15. And just mm-hmm. to be able to like learn more about my body and like the things that I was consuming, because aside from foods, the products you're consuming can also disrupt, disrupt your endocrine, which is like the, which is what produces like your hormones and everything else. And learning about that was like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense because it's like when you apply something to your skin and you're having breakouts, like your body is responding. That is your body responding, saying that like, hey, this is not good. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with this. It doesn't mean you should keep applying it. It it means that like, hey, something is not working and your body doesn't like it. Um, but having reading Women Code was just like so eye-opening because she talks a lot about like how different products will how different products like makeup will have toxic ingredients in it that are bad for your hormones and for your gut and for your body. And it's just something that like you don't realize until you're like, oh my gosh, the I this is me. I'm doing right that right now. And it's not something to just like be upset or frustrated or overwhelmed by. It can be when you just hear it. But I think opening up that conversation to to everybody and what we're doing now is like, okay, it just like kind of made me be more conscious about what I was consuming mm-hmm. and try to implement those smaller steps. So, and like mm-hmm. I said, like beauty has been a part of my life for like a long time. I used to be, I still am very passionate about it. Uh, I think it's just a matter of fact of when I first started using makeup, it was more so for me to like conceal and like try to like cover up my insecurities or yeah, just like not being confident in my skin. So I would like do all this like dramatic makeup looks to like make myself feel more confident. And like that worked for me. Like I felt great. But at the same time, I couldn't leave the house without mascara to feel Mm -hmm. mascara foundation or like eyeshadow to like feel confident about myself. And like I never realized how how maybe harmful all of that was 
even though I had a good skincare routine, even though I took care of my skin, it was just still like, that's a lot of ingredients I'm putting my body through. So just like the learning has given me more confidence in like not wearing as much makeup or wearing makeup that like actually benefits my body. And like, it's, it's not a linear journey because Mm -hmm. I really definitely come a long time for like just being able to like go to the grocery store without any mascara to, to before where I couldn't even like fathom the fact that I would do that Mm -hmm. when, like when I was in college or when I was in middle school. So Mm -hmm. Um, I think like the societal pressure plays a little bit into it. Not a little bit, a lot of bit into it. A lot, yeah. And uh, I'm glad that like people are sparking the conversation now about clean beauty, like and having more of the conversation over TikTok and social media about like Mm -hmm. the benefits of it. Because like I said, it's something that I I definitely wish I knew when when I was younger. So Mm -hmm. like I said, it's still a growing journey. But like I think that like having the education of it and being more conscious of what I'm putting into my body is just overall giving me more confidence than I felt before. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I think, I mean, there's so many pieces to that, your story and conversation that we could like totally dive in. I feel like this is, could literally be a 10 hour conversation because (laughs) there's so much, like you said, with the societal norms and the pressure. I'm with you in that, like, I remember actually posting about this on Instagram, like, years and years and years ago. I think I was in high school about how I probably since middle school hadn't left the house with, like, concealer and mascara on. Mm -hmm. And that's so crazy. And I was talking about this with some coworkers, like, this past fall. I was back home in Minnesota and was talking to coworkers and, like, one of the – or the director of our group – was talking about how I can't remember I think he was talking about how like oh you know we have a gym here at work I'm shocked that more women don't utilize it like it's only really men in the gym and to me I'm kind of like yeah I guess for me I would never use the the corporate gym because I get ready in the morning like I do my hair and my makeup and then you're going to get in a hard sweat and I don't want to have to like take the time mm-hmm. to redo <laughs> yeah. my hair and makeup. And he's like, you don't have to do that. You could just like come out and just get back to work. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> we had a really impactful conversation. I was like, unfortunately, I feel like, and maybe this isn't the case everywhere, but I feel like at least in a corporate America setting, and this is just my perspective. I feel like if I show up to work, not totally like makeup on I'm seen as like haggard and tired Mm -hmm. and that's happened to me before and people are like wow you look so tired like do you not sleep well and it's seen as unprofessional like oh Mm -hmm. she showed up looking tired and messy today Mm -hmm. just coming in with like literally no makeup yeah and he's like wow yeah you know what now that you say that I totally see what you mean like It's really got me thinking of when I've seen someone like that before, it's seen as unprofessional. Mm. Like, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, sorry, tangent. But yeah, it's like a very powerful thing to um, kind of push back or like reframe our brains in that way. Confidence plays a lot into it. Like societal pressure plays a lot into our confidence. So it's like 
that also goes along with our message. Like if shopping for new products that are um, clean and non-toxic is really overwhelming for you and you're confident with doing what you're doing now, like, hey, do your thing. Like we we support you. We want mm-hmm. you to do the best thing for you. Like I said, we're just trying to open up this conversation to like make you feel your best self and potentially maybe like learn a little bit more out of it if you haven't heard mm-hmm. all of the like trends in social media and have been surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's cool too is like, I'm hoping this isn't a trend and that it is like a lifestyle change because I right. think trends and lifestyle changes are different. And for me, it's been a lifestyle change. Um, but anyway, sorry, I got off on a tangent there with that work story, but um, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's so, it's, it, it is relevant though. Like, I feel like people, especially men in corporate America or just like men in general, like they don't really um, realize the impact of why we put on makeup. Like, just like when it's, I feel like it's really harmful when people are like, you don't need to wear makeup, like, you know, or like, yeah, I'm going to like take her swimming on my first, on our first date. Oh, like. Yeah, like yeah. that's just like so not a toxic ingredient, but toxic mindset. And mm-hmm. like, we don't need that. We're getting rid of that as well. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, like we said, so many layers to this conversation too. And I think um, it's so cool though to hear that like clean beauty, your journey has been not only the clean beauty, like finding products that, you know, like you said, your, your goal is to have, um, like to balance hormones and not have anything that disrupts your hormones, but then Mm -hmm. also gaining confidence out of that. That's huge. Yeah. I feel like education just leads to confidence Mm -hmm. for me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Like, what is like a little bit about your journey and like how you got into it maybe, and maybe Mm -hmm. like some tips of how you've been able to slowly implement that into your life. Yes. So I would say that this whole, my journey with clean beauty, I did not set out for a clean beauty journey. Mm. Like maybe this podcast episode right now, you're like, oh, I've never thought of that. Like maybe I'll dive deeper into it. Mm -hmm. I never like listened to a podcast or read a book solely about clean beauty and was like, oh, I'm going to try this. I actually found this path and had no idea it really honestly existed until, like I said, about last year. At this time, I decided that I wanted to transition off of hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason that like I was on it was for or the reason I was on it was for like painful periods, but then also like some acne. Mm. And so I decided that I didn't want to be on it anymore and that I would kind of figure things out um when it came to like, painful periods and also like my skincare and things like that. Yeah. And in preparation for that, I was reading a lot of books about hormone health and just women's health in general. And it talked a lot about our products and what we're putting into and on our bodies and how that affects our hormone Mm -hmm. and our endocrine system. And I was like, I had no idea. I really had no idea. Um, So I learned so much through books. That's how I really dug into this. The book, my first book that I read in the journey, like I said, this journey was kind of a byproduct of transitioning off of hormonal birth control. Mm -hmm. And um, so the first book I read was Hormone Intelligence by Dr. Aviva Ram. Mm. 
I hope it's, I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Rome, but it's R-O-M-M. And we'll link it down below. But I read her book and her book talked about um, just supporting our endocrine system and supporting our hormones and how, yeah, like the products that we are putting on our body really does make a difference in balancing out those hormones. And I knew that my body would need extra support in this time of transition So I thought like, I will do what I can and what's in my control because we can control what we put in and on our bodies. Um, So I was like, from what I can control, I want to create a, like the best ecosystem I can for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The second book was the book you mentioned is Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. And that book was also a really good um, book that helped me learn about clean beauty and um, balancing my hormones. And those two books I'd say is what really started the journey of me diving into finding like cleaner products, non-toxic products, because I did have a hormone imbalance and I think I'm still really working through it right now. Um, but yeah, when I came off the pill, I had like very imbalanced hormones, um, still working through acne and things like that. My Mm -hmm. skin has gotten so much better. And now I feel like it's just like pigmentation and scarring that I'm trying to work on. Um, but I feel like I have more energy. Like my hair has gotten stronger and longer. My nails are stronger. Mm -hmm. They're not brittle anymore. Like my complexion is brighter. So I think like all of these efforts are working. It's just a slow and steady, uh, slow and steady wins the race. I guess it takes time and patience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are some, I guess that's how I started the journey was really on a journey to balance my hormones mm-hmm. and learning about clean beauty was a byproduct of that. And I'm so grateful for it because I've really enjoyed learning about the industry and there are so many different brands. And I love that there are way more options out there. And like now we're seeing options in I remember like even a year ago, I couldn't really find many clean options at like Ulta, Sephora, Target. You kind of have to go directly to the website of the brand. Yeah. And now you can walk the aisles of your grocery store. I mean, the section is still pretty small, but there are options out there. And it's so cool to see that it's growing. And I think a huge part of that is like voting with your dollars. Yes. Um, But... So that's my story. And like I said, I think I'm still figuring out my threshold of like what I'm comfortable with. I think right now I'm leaning towards um, like what is, I guess I don't know if pregnancy safe, like maybe a little bit more like pregnancy safe slash non-toxic as much as I can be. I think even though like I'm not trying to get pregnant or am pregnant, the fact that um like I do want to be someday, like have a child. And I think why not start the journey of like what I'm putting in and on my body? Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like this will be a home for my future child. I hope like if I really hope, you know, we never Mm -hmm. know um, what the future holds, but I want to do what I can today to be able to set that environment up for success down the road. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Um, Tips I would say is like, you mentioned too, like TikTok and social media. I think finding people and resources like books, podcasts, people to get information from and 
credible sources because there is a lot of information out there that can be like not credible and it's people that um are sharing their opinions which like we're sharing our opinions right now you know so Mm -hmm. it's all valid but I think the I would say find um sources and sources of information if you want to dive into so those are books good books I'd say one other resource that was a big and still is a big part of my journey is the blog, um, the foundation blog by Kate Eskery. Mm. And she's a registered nurse with a doctorate in integrative and holistic health. And her blog, she has like a ton of clean beauty recommendations, which I like literally have it bookmarked on my computer. So if I ever want to try a new product, I can and have some of her recommendations but everything that she talks about is like science backed and science based which i think is really interesting and then um some people i follow on like tiktok slash instagram are carly elaine and gracie norton and they also give really great recommendations i love gracie norton yes she is incredible like great vibes like i want to be friends with her they are two um, they're not medical professionals like the books we mentioned and the blog, the foundation blog, but it's they are people that I really like to follow and just like hearing about their journey and some recommendations that they have. And then I kind of do my own research from what they recommend. But um, yeah, I'd say like for sure finding people and resources to be able to learn more because it can be very overwhelming when you look at your house and you're like oh my gosh everything in here is you know like I've never thought about it before and now like do I have to replace my whole like house no you don't have to it's Mm -mm. a journey you can like slowly but surely replace if you want to but um, I think finding people who can like help you along the process is the biggest tip I have yeah that's cool. Yeah, that's my journey. Those are my the first few tips I thought of. But yeah, sorry, long-winded answer, but that's that's the start. No, we're good. You can talk all about it. We're on a podcast, so, so this is the time to share. But anyway, I love what you shared about um, Kate Eskery's blog. Like, I'm checking it out right now, and it looks awesome. She has, like, all of her, like, favorite items on there. She talks about the why. So that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And we can have a whole other podcast to talk about, like, our journeys off of horno- hormonal birth control because it's, like, another thing that, like, I didn't know that was harmful to my body until, like, it was, like, whoa, okay, hello. So we can talk definitely more about that, but let's dive into the tips about like how you can start implementing some of these Mm -hmm. things into your life, because I think that's also important to like have some tangible takeaways that you can apply into your life. And yes, I love what you said about like following content creators. Um, Just be careful about how much you consume that content, because one, again, some of them are not medical professionals. And two, um, take it at your own pace, because like you... I'm a person that's easily influenced. So like I'll just mm-hmm. want to like buy everything that they show. But keep in mind, like sometimes like the these content creators are supported by brands and they really haven't like tested or like try these products for a long period of time. So just understand that. And love Gracie Norton. She's awesome. I love her recipes. But mm-hmm. also we should hold our content creators accountable because she actually got um got some backlash a year ago for coming up with her own recipe for quote unquote spa waters when they're just recipes for agua frescas like in Mexican oh, really? culture. So 
which, you know, like I said, hold content creators accountable, but I don't believe that you should like cancel them or, you know, mm-hmm. like have that on there, have that be like branded on them forever. Because like I said, yeah, she does totally. post really good recipes and I make so much of her stuff. So she does get credit for that. But just like, mm-hmm. like you know. Um, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. You know, hey, sometimes sometimes we all do silly things. And she did apologize and take up accountability for it, which is the that's important good. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. Let's dive into some tips because I think there's a lot of good things that we can cover. And um, I think my biggest thing is that like it can get expensive. So like don't feel overwhelmed with like replacing everything on your vanity all at once. Like I think it's good to like research maybe like a brand or like maybe something that you want to try. And um, Ellie actually put me on to my first like clean beauty brand, which is Ilia. Like I didn't, I only heard about Ilia, but I've never like really tried their products. And I started out with just their, I think they have like a like sample kit or something, like a starter's kit that you can get. yeah. Yeah. So like those are really great resources for you to try. Like they're travel friendly. And for Mm -hmm. the fact that like you're getting like a smaller um, package, you can like try it out. It'll probably last you like a month or two to three. So it's a good way to test how they feel on you, how they work with your body and more affordable than just buying all full-size items so the items that I really like from Ilia are their super serum skin tint if you're more of an oily combination girly like me I have to set it with some sort of a setting powder but then it looks really great when you do set it and it does wear really well throughout the day and I really like their um, lengthening mascara so Mm -hmm. that's also another one that I recommend Mm -hmm. love Ilia so much I think that's yeah, it's a really good point of like unfortunately it is really or I don't know, I think there are um definitely lower cost options out there. Mm-hmm. But I think the hardest thing too is like clean beauty is definitely formula. It, the formulas are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know for me having acne prone skin, it's hard to find a brand that doesn't cause acne and is also non-toxic. So it's tough because there are many options out there in price range, but then also in like formulas of what works best for your skin. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a great recommendation though. Ilya's, I love Ilya. Um, I love their, like, I love all of those products too. And have you ever tried their, um, multi-stick where you can use it as like brush and lipstick? No, I haven't. That's my, I think that's my favorite product from them. Ooh. I love it so much. It's so good. Yeah. Like All a- of their products are also like very minimalistic. So like bringing Ooh, yeah, out, true. like bring, really bringing out like your natural skin, natural beauty. So um, some of their, like their concealer builds up really well. I do like the coverage mm-hmm. of their concealer, but like the super serum skin tint is like very light coverage. It has SPF in it. So those are just like some good things to like keep the, like your natural skin without like overwhelming it with a lot of products. Mm-hmm. So I will say that. Um, and going back to the ingredient list, like being able to like read the ingredient list is sometimes just like a lot because there's so many like words and terms that like you don't know. So whip out your Yuka app every time you're going down the target yes. aisle, like whether you're like searching for something, scan it with the Yuka app. And my mom is so cute. Like she actually told me that after she listened to our episode about the top five apps, like Yuka was on both of our lists and she downloaded mm-hmm. the app. And she, you know, like we both love going through TJ Maxx and like going through like their skincare aisle and their makeup aisle to like see what are some good products. But you don't really know what you're buying. 
And she texted me one day and she was like, I downloaded the Yuka app and I scanned some of the products that like I was using and they all came out, uh, they were all rated as bad. So then I went to TJ Maxx and I started scanning other products that were rated really good. And I started trying them out. This is my mom. She was like, I was trying them out. And I've already noticed like a visible difference with my skin. She was like, I feel like glowier and like my skin looks so much better. And she was like, I'm not using as much products as I was before. So whip out the Yuka app because it definitely helps. Yeah, that's such a good tip. That is such an amazing app. And I really like how it gives you the breakdown of the ingredient list, but then it also tells you about the ingredient because Mm -hmm. I think one thing that's really important to me is this can be extremely overwhelming and you can be in like paralysis of, oh, everything's bad. Information overload. Yeah. Information overload. And I know like for me, I can become like very fixated on something and try to be like, okay, well, I have to cut this out forever. I don't know. Things like that where um, it can become very easy to be like, you have to be perfect. I don't know. At least I feel that way sometimes. And I really like how the Yucca app doesn't just tell you, oh, this is bad. But no, it tells you what the ingredient is. It tells you like the level of risk of the ingredient and Mm -hmm. why. And I think that is so important in this journey is knowing the and why. Yes. Because like doing your own research and kind of reading into it because, um, yeah, like we even talked about greenwashing, like mentioned that a little bit. There's so many different things that go into that. But yeah, that Yoka is an incredible app. I think a tip kind of going along with your first one too of like the expense of things is I like slowly swapped things out as I was running out of things. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I tried in the clean beauty space was like skincare. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly but surely kind of swapped products out. And then the second thing was um, hair care. Yeah. So my favorite brand is Innersense. Mm -hmm. I think they're called Innersense Organic. But um, I really like their shampoo and conditioner and like hair products. Um, So I think finding things that the way that I kind of went about swapping that didn't like hurt your wallet all at once of like rebuying everything is first of all, like use what you have, even if it is rated as bad, like it's okay. You can finish it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything's going to be fine. But like, if this is something that you want to move forward in is figuring out, like maybe you swap things out as you're running out and also figuring out like, what do I apply the most? Like for me, that's, um, skincare products, hair care, and then like lotion and soaps. Yeah. So that's kind of how I put my priority of like slowly swapping when I ran out, but then also by like how much I'm using. Like for example, perfume, I don't really ever wear perfume. So I didn't like then go try to find clean perfume brands mm-hmm. because that's not something I'm putting on my body every day. So I think those are the two things that guided me in my swapping. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great way to start. Like you don't, like I said, don't replace everything on your vanity. Grow as you go. Like get things just as you need them. And uh, like slowly start to implement the different changes into your routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have another tip? I would say another thing that I recommend is like 
um, being able to look for which ingredients are going to be toxic and which are not. Like I said, it's just like kind of overwhelming. So the Yuka app really helps. And then there's other websites out there that helps you separate the ingredients that are pore clogging versus non-pore oh, clogging, yes. like non-comedogenic is like the term that you should look for. And I feel like there's so many things that like I've used before and I've really struggled with textured skin and like having a lot of like sebum buildup, which is like oil buildup around my nose. And I never knew how to get rid of that texture or like how to manage it. And it was like I was going through all of these skincare things, but nothing would work. And it was like, oh, my gosh, it's like the makeup that I'm putting on my skin is like clogging my pores and causing these little bumps that are that are really hard to get rid of. And ever since I like made the switch to some of these ingredients that like don't clog my pores, like switching to like the Ilya skin tint and like just not really putting a whole lot on my face in general mm -hmm. has really helped like letting my skin breathe and not clog up my pores so much because of the mm -hmm. oil buildup. So totally. making sure, yeah, just making sure that your routine has like a good, good cleaning base to it, good skincare, because if you don't have a good base for your skin, your makeup's not going to apply as well either. So that's also like another part of the equation. Mm -hmm. We can dive more into this when, um, if you want to see like more beauty tutorials or like skincare tips, but these are just generally what we recommend if you want to start moving into the space and being more conscious of it. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do you have any brands or other tips that you want people to be aware of? Yeah, I think going off of that, um, with the cl pore clogging ingredients, a really good resource for finding out if a product is pore clogging is going to clearstemskincare.com and they have a whole like uh, resource page where you can just plug in the ingredients, like copy and paste ingredients from your products. And it'll tell you if there are any pore clogging ingredients in it and what they are. So, you know, like, oh, apricot oil is in this and it says like that's a pore clogging ingredient. So I think going off of what you're saying, mm -hmm. um, we'll link that below, but you can use that resource to figure out if your products are pore cloggers. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, there that's are, a great one. Um, there are so many layers to this conversation. Like, I feel like the more we dig, the more we just unpack. But I like some like getting towards the like the last few words of what I'll say about this because there's just so much. Um, I will say that going off of like the base that you build really matters. And coming off of that, like not only does the uh, products that you consume really matter, but the food you consume also really matters. And we talked about a lot about food in our previous episode about our sustainability sustainability journey. But I feel like the intersectionality between like skincare, makeup, personal care also comes back to like your diet and the foods you are mm -hmm. consuming. So if you're like struggling, I knew I know that like I really struggled with like my complexion. Like, oh, why am I just not having like the glowy skin effect? Like, why doesn't my skin look like hers or you know, etc.? And it was like, oh, what foods am I? consuming you know like am I just eating ramen noodles like three out of the five nights a week during the weekday and then like drinking three days over the weekend like that really plays a, an effect mm -hmm. into your skincare and how you look and so really just like reflect on like hey what vegetables have I consumed today have I gotten enough water yeah and, like Am I switching up my vegetables and my fruits because your gut needs the diversity to be able to build that like gut, healthy gut biome? So just like what you said earlier about creating that ecosystem in your body, like the foods you consume also play such a big part into it. Mm -hmm. So 
switch up your diet, hydrate yourself. Like there's a reason why, like there's those like juices out there that like really help. Um, I'm not saying like you need to go out and get like bloom or like athletic grains because those aren't really the best. Just eat your fruits and vegetables and you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll most likely see a noticeable difference with your skin complexion. And maybe even make yourself a glow elixir, hydration elixir. (laughs) Yes. The BYOB glow elixir. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, that's such a good point because I think, you know, in this conversation, we're talking about clean beauty, but there's only so much products can do for you. Yes. Um, like a huge part, a huge portion of that is also like what we're putting inside of our body with diet and even stress. I think like Mm. when I'm stressed, I break out really bad. Like, or when you're sick, you know, sometimes like I break out when I'm sick. So, um, yeah, like how we, how, how we treat our bodies, what our bodies are going through, what we're eating, like everything totally does make a difference in, in our skin. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think I'm trying to see if I have any other tips. I think um, the only like maybe last thing I would want to say is that I remember when I like was learning all of this, it was extremely overwhelming and I felt like I had to replace everything and that I could never like use something again. I don't know. And I think not all of my products, like I haven't fully switched everything out because also part of it is like an expense. So I kind of just, it's a balance of like switching things out and also wanting to um, not break the bank at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, so I think like, it, I know I was pretty overwhelmed and it did help me to just learn more and learn from people and like get recommendations people. Um, so I'd say if you're feeling that way, like take the pressure off of yourself and not feeling like you have to do this all at the same time. Like I said, this I've been doing this for over a year now and I haven't fully swapped things out. And yeah. I don't know when that time will come for me of when I will be fully swapped out of like every single thing in my house being a clean option. Like I've talked about branch basics, but that's mm-hmm. not really a beauty product, but it's still like something in my environment. So I'd say like if you're feeling overwhelmed to just like take the pressure off, you can take a step back, um, but we're here for you. So if you want any recommendations, I know between the two of us, we have so many recommendations between like skincare, makeup, home mm-hmm. products, like DM us, reach out to us and we'd love to share because um, it definitely can be an overwhelming experience and being able to lean on other people and get recommendations and talk through things together is super helpful. So we're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. You got this. And uh, I hope that you walk away from this conversation just feeling like, not like information overload, but just being like, hmm, yeah, I'm really curious about like some of the things that maybe I could be doing to better myself and my body. And uh, like Ellie said, our DMs are open. So feel free to ask Mm -hmm. us anything and we'll be able to give you some recommendations based off of what we know and some of the things that like we have experienced with. Yes. And I think at the end of the day, like it can be overwhelming, but I also think it's very empowering because you get to decide like what you, you can take matters into your own hands with like the products that you choose, which I think is pretty empowering to be able to learn and with your and be able to make decisions. So I hope that you've learned from this conversation. And if you are like further curious, you can keep diving in because there's, there's always something new to learn, which is really fun. Yeah. 
And we'd love to know what your thoughts are are about this whole clean beauty, non-toxic space when it comes to products for your personal care. So let's have the discussion over our socials because I think that could be a really impactful one. And we're always looking for new recommendations too, because just because like we shared this episode and just because we have some things of our own, like my vanity is not all clean products. Like I have some that I use, but like most of it, I'm still going through that journey and to find what works best for me and still like you know, diving into some of the other recommendations. So if you have anything, feel free to drop it down on our Facebook page as well as send us a DM on Instagram. Yes. And to wrap up today's conversation, do you have a affirmation, an affirmation for us? I sure do. So the affirmation that I have for us to take away today is I am growing into the best version of me. That's perfect. I love the short and sweet. I am growing into the best version of me. Mm-hmm. Nice little affirmation to be able to wrap up the conversation and overall send you off with a send you off for the week. And I love these affirmations because they're like an easy way for you to just remind yourself of your power and what you're capable of, which is what we're trying to promote on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you feel called to feel free to send that to somebody and just affirm them of that or just write it down on your mirror because maybe it's something that you want to see every day and to be reminded of. Mm -hmm. Totally. And if you want to continue the conversation and we want to hear your recommendations, any questions you may have, just open the conversation to what we discussed today. I know last week talking about sustainability and today talking about clean beauty, these are both huge topics and they're always fun to discuss and hear people's ideas and opinions and perspectives. So come find us over on Instagram at Be Your Own Boss Podcast and then in our Facebook group, Be Your Own Boss Podcast Community. So we hope to chat with you there and continue the conversation. Yay, let's connect. Our community is growing and we love it. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with another person that you consider a boss because we're trying to spread the information as well as get all of the good vibes into our community. So share this podcast as well as rate it on whatever platform you are listening on. We'd love to hear your feedback because that overall helps us grow as people and as a podcast. So thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy the conversation. And as next time, we'll always be bringing you something to elevate your life and make you the CEO of your life. So until next time. Bye bosses. Bye bosses.